It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grimly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is the big day. October 17th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And we are finally here opening night of the 2019 NBA season for the Orlando Magic. The 30th anniversary season. What do you get someone for their 30th anniversary? I don't know. There's like traditional gifts. Is it a toaster? Should we all get the Magic Toasters? I don't know what, what the gift is. I'm not married. I don't have to worry about these things. I'm 30 myself, so I don't worry about these things quite yet. But the Orlando Magic tip off their 30th anniversary season tonight against the Miami Heat at the Amway Center. We'll preview that game, talk a little bit about uh, what the Magic are thinking about as they get ready for the season to begin, and then also talk a little bit about where the Magic enter the, this landscape Uh, of the 2019 season and a little bit more about what their goals should be. But before we do any of that, I want to remind everyone that you can check out the great podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. There's a new Twitter feed uh, that is retweeting uh, all the, really, all the Locked On hosts and uh, making sure that you see all the latest information about the NBA. So be sure to follow that at Locked On NBA Net. And check out the Locked On NBA podcast. Last week, we did our big season preview. Every Locked On host for all 30 teams gave a little bite about their team over the course of five days. So five hours worth of podcasts. 
check out Locked on NBA. It's also a great uh, place to go just to generally get your NBA information uh, on the daily daily happenings around the league. Of course, the Boston Celtics defeating the Philadelphia 76ers, Golden State Warriors playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, that, uh, that the official tip-off of the NBA schedule as the NBA is officially underway. Our dark journey through NBA offseason is over. We now have basketball back in our lives. Thank God. So definitely check those out and check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. You can find them all on iTunes. Just search for Locked On, the team you're looking for, or Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball for all your basketball podcasting needs. Of course, the Orlando Magic have now had a few days to prepare for this opening game. And, and, and I have to say, there is, you know, it's definitely an exciting time uh, having been to Magic practice now for the last two days. There's definitely an eager anticipation. Really, I think it's, Everyone just wants this thing to get going. They want this season to start. They want the player. They they want to just see, uh, frankly, how they're going to fare and what this team's going to look like. Everyone's just excited to get going, and and that's typically the feeling around this time of year. I know I'm excited. I know I'm feeling that way. That I can't wait for this game for this whole thing to get started. I'm curious to see what this team is going to look like. And uh, you know, I, I I talked about it a little bit yesterday. The focus has really turned to kind of regular season preparation rather than. A lot of the preseasons, preseason goings on that you see from a lot of teams. Um, so now it's it's time to get serious. Now it's the serious time of the schedule for every team in the league. And of course, the Magic have a big, daunting task ahead of them in the Miami Heat. I'll talk a little bit more about them in just a moment. But really, it, the feeling around the Orlando Magic right now, as as they get ready for this opener, the feeling is all about. How do we stack up? How is this whole thing going to work? And where do we need to improve? Um, it, the Heat game is important. It's a regular season game. You don't want to start 0-1-1. But at the, same kind of, at the same time, sort of, you don't want to put too much stock into it. There's still a lot of time to correct things and a lot of time to, to get where the team needs to be. And so right now, it seems like the coaching staff, at least, is in a little bit of a wait-and-see mode. Uh, you know, they have expectations, they have a standard, but really, they want the same thing that, like, I want. I, I tell people what I want right now is I want data. I want to see this team in action. And that seems to be the going feeling around Magic Camp. And opening night is always, you know, uh, special after so much so much time you're back to playing. Uh, just a lot of excitement. Um, around the fans, uh, the players, everybody, both teams are really just... Really fired up to play, and it's you know you always want to start the season, you know, on a you know, with a win. I think it, it always helps. It just starts off with a good mood, and uh, so um, you know, obviously just one game, but you know it, it can uh, you know it can give you a positive boost. that can always be good. So uh, it's always exciting. You know, I, I'm always pretty fired up for that first game, and so I'm uh, looking forward to it. I mean, like the biggest thing is you, you're always. You know, just anxious more than anything to see where we're at. You know, offensively, defensively, rebounding, um, so that you can get a gauge uh, of what we have to do after that. You know, to get better. And this next four, you know, this first four, you know, in this league, you always got to know what's ahead of you. And we'll play four here with very little practice time. You know, against very good competition. So. Uh, to me, it's the thing you want early in the year. You want to play against the better teams. You want to play against the teams that are hard to play against because it's the best way to make improvement. That was 
Magic Center Nikola Vucevic and Coach Steve Clifford talking about the feelings heading into opening day, and Steve Clifford is not wrong here. The opening to the Orlando Magic schedule is not going to be easy. This team has to be ready to play from the get-go. Of course, they start off with the Miami Heat, a team that made the playoffs last year, is expected to make the playoffs again this year. A really tough team defensively that, you know, we'll talk about in a little bit, but a really good team and a good challenge to start off the year. From there, they'll play the Charlotte Hornets on Friday at the Amway Center. Clifford, very familiar with Charlotte. If they're anything like his teams, they'll be disciplined and tough to play. The Hornets have won 11 straight games over the Orlando Magic. But right from there, on Saturday, they'll play at Philadelphia against the Philadelphia 76ers. We know they're pretty good. And then after a day off on Monday, they'll travel to Boston to take on the Boston Celtics, another team that I think most of us would agree is pretty good. Get a tough, tough first four games, right? Well, you get Tuesday and Wednesday to practice and correct things. And then Thursday, of course, you play the Portland Trailblazers at the Amway Center. That team, uh, while I begrudgingly left them off my playoff list, uh, was the third seed in the Western Conference last year. So a really, really tough start to the year for the Orlando Magic. There's no getting around it. You're playing, in your first five games, you're playing four playoff teams from last year, um, you know, two of them on the road. Uh, and you've only got really, you know, Thursday and then Monday and Tuesday next week to practice. So really those first four games, you're only going to have one practice but in between to, to uh, or at least for the after that first game, uh, you're only going to have one practice to correct any mistakes that you see in the first game. So the Magic have to be dialed in. They have to understand what they need to fix, and they have to understand how they need to fix it without you know, being able to run through it very much on the court or be able to drill it on the court. Um, it's it's going to be a difficult challenge because not only do you have to make those corrections, but you have to do it against pretty good teams. So Steve Clifford, I think, will have a very good idea of where his team is at. If they play well, that's probably a good sign. If they don't play well... It's probably not a bad sign, but there are definitely some concerns that need to be straightened out. And and I think we we would expect to see some hiccups here and there um, for this team with a new coach, uh, but a lot of work to do as well. And so we'll see uh, just whether the Magic are able to get that work and put that work in uh, in this early part of the season. Uh, Like everyone else, they're eager to see what they look like and how they play when they hit the floor for real Wednesday night against the Miami Heat. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So, let's talk about the Miami Heat then. Why skirt around the issue any further? The Orlando Magic taking on the Miami Heat at the Amway Center on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And, you know, Miami is a team that is pretty, I wouldn't say predictable, but you kind of know what they're trying to do. They're a strong defensive team. They've got Hassan Whiteside anchoring that defense, and he's he's been a terror. I mean, uh, Steve Clifford uh, was floating the stat around talking about their preseason game last Monday, saying the Magic were 0 for 8 when when Hassan Whiteside contested a shot. He is a big force down there, and Orlando's going to have to be smart about how they handle him and how they how they figure him out. Uh, they're a team that's going to get out and transition, use their defense to create offensive opportunities, and Orlando really struggled in that preseason game with their transition defense. 
Now, that's sort of normal in a preseason, but they've got to be organized and attentive defensively. This is probably a game where you don't go to the glass very much and you make sure that you get back on defense and you make sure that you give yourself every opportunity to get stops and set up your half-court defense. So um, I think that's going to be a big part of the team's strategy, probably overall, but certainly in this game. And and their team that just plays really smart um, offensively. They've got some decent shooters, uh, but you know they're going to play a lot with Goran Dragic. You got to have good ball contained with him because he's someone that's very good at keeping his dribble alive and making it very difficult to to disrupt their offensive flow because he's going to be creative. He's going to be improvisational, and he'll twist your defense apart with the pick and roll that he runs with Hassan Whiteside because Whiteside is such a good roller to the basket. Um, it, it's. It's going to be tricky, of course. The Magic, you know, aren't strong particularly at point guard. No offense, DJ Augustin, um, but they're going to have to really be on their game because Miami executes their stuff extremely well. This is stuff that we know about them. Um, this is stuff that that's that's always been true about Miami. And even last year, you know, Orlando took a 17 point lead in the fourth quarter, and Miami came storming back thanks to Hassan Whiteside playing good defense. And the Heat always gives them give themselves a chance to to win and gives them gives themselves a chance to compete. Um, you know, I am a believer in the Heat culture. I think it's a real thing. I, I think I have immense respect for Eric Spolstra. Um, I think I, I don't think he gets the credit that he really deserves as a head coach um, for uh, for for the job that he's done. Of course, two time NBA champion. It, it seems like that's always overlooked. Even though he had a really good team, he made that team really really good. Um, and I think it's no wonder that even without the star talent, he has continued to play to, to coach really good teams and to coach his teams up to a really high level. So you know, it, it, Miami's a tough team. And obviously, Orlando beat them last year in the opener, but and, and actually has has won the season series the last two years against Miami. Um, they're a tough team. Actually, I think they split last year. So three one two years ago, two two last year. If they if there was a Florida Cup, Orlando would still be holding it. Um, but. Um, this is a tough team to to, to crack, and, and getting a win against them is 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 a good win. Um, no no getting around that either. Um, but you know, I know Orlando is preparing, and it's a pre- regular season game. It's it is important. I'm not lowering the importance of this game. Going one and zero is big, but I, I still think it's one of 82. And I would say that you know you're not in preseason mode as far as your preparation, but I think you're still a little bit in preseason mode as far as your focus. Um, I think that while it's important to understand what Miami's trying to do and to counteract that and to game plan for it, I think it's also important to note that we're still at such an early stage of the season that you still want the focus to be on you. You still got to make sure that you're doing the things that will make your team successful. And, you know, Orlando's still, I think, getting a grasp on that. Like Steve Clifford said, you know, we don't really know where this team is at. You know, preseason gives you a few clues but not a lot of clues because it is preseason. You know, teams are trying to accomplish different things over the course of of the game. Um, in this game, the course the, the goal is to win. Both teams finally have the same goals to win the basketball game. Um, but I still think Orlando needs to make sure that they're executing their stuff and doing things the way that they're ultimately going to try and do them. Whether it's um, you know playing defense a certain way, you know executing a certain strategy. Um, or you know, making sure that they're they're getting quality shots and they're, they're they're doing things in a process that will get them quality shots moving forward. Um, it, it, it's first games can be fluky. There's a lot of randomness in one game sample sizes, so you don't want to put all your eggs into this basket. What I think is really important is that the Magic continue to show improvement in the things that again they will have to do over the course of the 82 game season. 
if they're doing those things, then it, it, it could be a, a good first game. And of course, you want a chance to win. You know, if the things you're doing aren't working, that's a problem. You know, you need to make sure that you're committed to your principles, to your to your ideals, to to your rules, to your roles, to, to, to everything else, and make sure that you execute them. And honestly, if you do that, you should have a chance to win the game. Um, that's that's really what it comes down to. And I think that's what Orlando is is hoping to accomplish in this game, is to look like the team they ultimately want to be and pick up a win in the process. That's that that I think is a big, big deal for this Orlando Magic team. Um, of course, tip-off at the Amway Center is at 7 o'clock. Um, the Orlando Magic are advising you, if you are planning to go to the game, to arrive early. Uh, the pregame ceremonies, uh, including the player introductions with the light show that they have planned and the tribute to Rich DeVos, who of course died earlier this month, um, that will begin at 6.45 p.m., so definitely be in your seats early. But on top of all that, remember, there's also a ton of construction going on in downtown Orlando. The street in front of Amway Center is still closed off, so make sure you give yourself plenty of time to get to the arena. It's going to be a busy night downtown because not only is there the construction, not only is the opening night for the Magic, there is also the Orlando City game against the Seattle Sounders, the Orlando City, Orlando City SC taking on the Seattle Sounders at Orlando City Stadium. So it's going to be a busy, busy night downtown. A lot of purple, a lot of blue, hopefully not a lot of black and red. Um, but should be a fun night, so definitely be sure to get there early. The Orlando Magic tipping off against the Miami Heat, tipping off their 30th anniversary season, the 2018-19 season, at 7 o'clock at the Amway Center. We'll have a complete recap of that game coming up on tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Of course, you know, expectations for this year aren't rock bottom low. Um, I don't think anyone believes that this Magic team is the worst team in the Eastern Conference or the worst team in the league. Maybe some people want that to happen, but we won't get into those debates at least for another month. Um, I think that, um, you know, that you look at the early power rankings, then yeah, the Magic are a bottom five team. And as I said, I think earlier uh, in, 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 the pro, in the league, uh, in the week that we've had a lot of, uh, kind of a lot of moments, uh, a lot of arguments and debates about where the Magic stand in power rankings and where the Magic stand uh, in everything, and, and and kind of saying, you know, you know, are we really complaining? We're bottom five team anyway, or we're bot- you know certainly a bottom ten team. You know, what's the point of arguing over these things? Um, but there was one that that came out that that I thought was interesting and one that I do think is worth discussing. Um, ESPN in their season preview uh, ranked all 30 NBA teams based on their drama, based on, I mean, it was just called drama power rankings. And they paired each NBA team with a TV show and made a little poster. It was was fun. You know, the Lakers were stranger things and, uh, you know, the the Knicks were lost. And and it it was sort of a, you know, they never really defined what drama meant. It, kind of meant maybe interest or 
you know, how, you know, maybe how fans are going to be, um, going to be uh, looking at these teams or, or how much, you know, headlines these teams are going to create. Maybe it's uh, how, you know, dysfunctional the locker room might be or, or, or the storylines that'll come out of those, those, those teams. And, 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 you know, it was, it was kind of an, a vague definition, but an interesting one because the Orlando Magic came in 30th. And, you know, someone pointed out to me that Orlando was 30th in the power rankings, and I didn't think much of it. Uh, I thought the graphic was cool. They picked Sons of Anarchy for the Magic, which sort of meant, which was sort of like, what is this roster? What is this front office doing? Which, you know, I think there's still some carryover of the previous front office and the questions of the previous front office and what they were trying to accomplish and what they were trying to do with this team uh, that a lot of national, certainly national pundits are still kind of figuring out or trying to understand what the Magic are trying to do or who this Magic team is trying to be. Um, you know, the sins of the Rob Hennigan era are still being attributed to Jeff Weltman and John Hammond, and really the only way to change that is to find success. That's the only way to change this narrative. Um, so I thought Sons of Anarchy was a, was a little bit of an unfair comparison, but that 30th ranking, though, is what I really wanted to focus on, is what I really wanted to to, to look at, because, you know, the magic ranking 30th in a power ranking raises some eyebrows. Sports Illustrated had them last, and I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know how you can look, how you can create a power ranking today and tell me the Atlanta Hawks are better than the Orlando Magic. No offense to Atlanta. They've got some good players, but that is a bad team. That is a team designed to be bad. And I get Orlando doesn't have any sexy names, but they've got quality NBA players. They're at least good enough to, uh, they're at least good enough to, to consider winning a little bit, even if that, that seems like a fool's errand. But this idea that the Magic lack drama is certainly an interesting one. Uh, you know, Orlando's kind of an anonymous franchise in the NBA right now. What they do kind of passes under the radar. They, I mean, they've I think they've graduated from being the butt of jokes. Um, you know, there are other franchises now making silly moves that deserve criticism and deserve questioning in the way that the Magic did under Rob Hennigan at the, at the very end of his tenure. But, but no one's really interested in this team outside of Orlando fans. And there isn't a whole lot of drama to the season. Expectations are low. You know, talk, some the coaches have talked a little bit about the playoffs saying, why not? Why can't we be the one? But I think there's a general understanding that, you know, you make the playoffs. That's fine. It's good. Adds value to the players. You know, shows that Aaron Gordon probably took a step. Jonathan Isaac probably took a step. Muhammad Bamba's a little bit better than we thought. It's probably a good thing. Do you lose? As long as you're showing growth, as long as you're moving in a positive direction, you get another high draft pick. Now you got a core of Gordon, Isaac, Bamba, and your draft pick. Now, you're, now you can start moving forward a little bit more. So, in that sense, it doesn't feel like there are a lot of stakes to this season. No one's jobs are on the line. No one's, uh, you know, really it's only about saying, okay, where can this team move forward? Who can this team move forward with? And we've discussed that ad nauseum on this podcast. And that just doesn't generate interest. I mean, I will, I will fully admit, this is kind of a boring team, especially compared to the rest of the NBA. But I'm here to tell you as well, that's a good thing. We don't want drama. We don't want craziness. We want consistency. We want growth. We want to see this team take the next step, and I think this year 
it's a very big thing to take that next step. But we want to see the magic kind of grow into themselves and create their own identity. And they're not going to do that if there's infighting, if, you know, the GM sniping on Twitter, if, if all that stuff's happening. You know, Charles Barkley went on a radio show in Phoenix the other day and claimed that he thought he was getting the Orlando Magic's general manager job. I saw that and A, I laughed because I don't think he'd be a very good general manager. Just watch him on Inside the NBA and tell me that he understands how to win in this league today. It feels like he wants basketball dragged back to the 90s and I can tell you that style will not win today. Players are too athletic and too versatile to do it. You cannot pound the rock into inefficient post-ups. And rejecting analytics whole, wholeheartedly, as Barkley has done, is, is going to put you at a disadvantage in this league. Analytics inform decisions. They give you facts to back up your observations. They are a good thing, ultimately, I think. And they've been good for this league and for a lot of teams in this league. But adding Barkley would almost certainly add some drama because he would say things. He would be a quick soundbite. He would be entertaining and interesting. But entertaining and interesting don't deliver you wins. They don't put you back on the right track. And that's really what Orlando's trying to get at right now. They're trying to put the trains back on the tracks. And if they can do that in relative anonymity, they are happy to do so. And in fact, that's what we should all want. Because a lack of drama, a lack of controversy, is going to mean the Magic are slowly but surely building themselves back in the right direction. You know, no one talks a lot when you're doing the right things. If you stay true to your your principles, if you stay true to your plan, ultimately, ultimately, you hopefully get back in the right direction. And you deviate from that plan, you make some of the mistakes that, say, Rob Hennigan made, that's when you get into trouble. And that's when you become the laughing stock in the league and you start taking gambles that you don't need to take. So, Orlando this year, they're not going to move the needle nationally. That's why they're not on national TV. They're not going to have some crazy story hopefully come out about them. They're going to go about their business and they're going to grow the way they want to grow. And the attention, the interest, that part of the drama, that will come with the wins that they accumulate. If they can accumulate those wins, interest will develop. Interest will come. And that's what the Magic are going to wait for. And they're going to do it naturally. They're not going to create stories to create stories. They're not going to be interesting to be interesting. They're going to build the way they need to build and let their game and their winning do the talking. And that's how they'll get the notice that they want. Will it happen this year? Probably not. Magic will go through their season as they need to and find the growth that they need to find. But unless they surprise everyone, it's going to be another bit of rebuilding. If they can be a league pass darling, if they can be a team that uh, NBA junkies are like, oh, I like watching that team on league pass. They may not win a lot, but I like the direction they're going. 
That would make this season a success more than anything else. And we'll see exactly what this team looks like as they take the floor on Wednesday night. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. I'll have a complete recap of Wednesday's opener against the Miami Heat on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. But until then... For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.